Listening to Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Thematics, the one and only show that focuses on what you love most, your individual talents and your very, very unique strengths. My name is Andy Sokolovich. I am a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach and the owner of a coaching practice called UnleashStrengths.com, nestled in the Midwest town of Clinton, Iowa. I am a coach for hire, working with organizations to enhance employee engagement, boost recognition, and increase overall job satisfaction. If you are interested in enlisting the skills of a strengths coach or looking for a speaker for your next workshop, conference, or seminar, consider giving me a call, 815-441-2219, or email me, andy, at unleashstrengths.com. Thematics is a podcast series designed to highlight the massive impact the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment has had on now over 11 million people. It's our belief here at Unleash Strengths that the best way to promote its effectiveness and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Our guest today is very aware of his top five strengths and wants nothing more than to share his story in an effort to help others just like you succeed. For more information or to schedule an interview for yourself, that's right, you too can be on the show. Go ahead and shoot me an email at andy at unleashstrengths.com. We're on social media. Who's not these days? Facebook.com forward slash unleashstrengths, Twitter at unleashcsf. Here are a few ways you can subscribe to this broadcast. You can go to our RSS feed or subscribe via iTunes, just slapping the links on the top right-hand corner of our webpage, or you can, or I'm sorry, or you can uh, subscribe directly via our YouTube page. Just go to youtube.com and search thematics. If you want to submit a question to thematics for either Grace or I to ask on the show and have all three of us, the guests included, answer it, you can use the SpeakPipe widget on the website. It's a far right-hand side. It's a little red box that says leave voicemail. You can click that. It'll access your microphone. You can leave us a message and I will play it on the air during this broadcast. <sighs> now I can exhale. My we co- would love that, by the way. <laughs> if I Please ex- leave messages. Yes, yes, please do. It's a really cool feature. I think Grace, your daughter tried it out the other day, yes, and yes, and she she really wanted your answer. By the way, she, you know what? I will actually have to play that <laughs> during one of these broadcasts. But that lovely voice you're hearing is my co-host Grace Lacante. Grace is the owner of Lacante Consulting. You can find more information at LacanteConsulting.com. That's L-A-C-O-N. TEConsulting.com. Grace works hard to provide strengths-based training to management teams and groups, and she's just an overwhelmingly awesome person. Oh, wow. So I don't... Is overwhelmingly a word? Is that a I word? I think it is. is actually. We'll go ahead and we'll run with that. Grace, it's an, what's, it's an word. <laughs> what's going on with you? What's going on? Well, I am... So excited to, um, yeah, I'm always excited. Woo! Always excited. <laughs> That's why you're on the but, show. But this week of all the weeks, I have just started a new meetup group in Vancouver, Washington for strengths enthusiasts. Very cool. And we've we've got quite a few people already involved and interested. We meet at the Clark County Family YMCA. And the chaplain there is actually a certified strengths coach, Roger Button. So he has been helping me nice. to plan and inform this. It's really great. I'm excited. Wow. And what I did before I moved here was to um, plan and develop and run a meetup group and a community of strengths enthusiasts in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So that's how I met our guest today, Sean Trent. 
So Sean had attended several times because of the meetup group, and uh, he became a lot more in- involved in the group because he learned about his strengths. So he is an automotive technician for the past four years and has a really interesting perspective on how he sees the world because of his understanding of his strengths. So, Sean, would you like to introduce yourself and give us your top five? Yes, uh, I'm Sean Trent. Uh, I guess my top five strengths are ideation, input, restoration, learner, and analytical. Automotive technician, um, I mean, everything about my uh, job is uh, you know, about learning and actually you know, moving forward and just basically putting everything together and uh, making things work and fixing things. And that's all ties down to, you know, my top five strengths, restorative, making things um, run again or, you know, fixing the problems that customers have that when they come in. And I get to use my top strengths every day. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember one of the first discussions we had when we when we were going through your top five was uh, looking at the leadership domains. And it just so happens that four of your five strengths happen to be in the strategic thinking category, which is pretty unusual. Actually, not so unusual, actually. I should I should say that a lot of the people that came to the group in Sioux Falls had significantly higher numbers of, of strategic thinking strengths. Do you remember that, Sean? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I color- apparently, we just love to we just love to think about things. We I guess. just love I don't to think. Know. I know. Yeah, so I color-coordinated the uh, the strengths, um, and so I, I had a, a way that each of the each of our nameplates when we were sitting at a table had colors representing the domain. So we had all these red dots, which stood, you know, which were for uh, strategic thinking strengths. Red dots all around the room, and Sean, yours was like covered with red dots. It was just mm-hmm. so funny. How do you feel about having <laughs> a, a pretty strong emphasis on strategic thinking when um, you, you mentioned that the, sometimes it's hard for other people to understand the way that you see things? Is that right? Uh, yeah, it was actually kind of hard for me to understand myself at first until I really kind of kind of came across this program and you know hung out with you guys quite a bit in the meetups and um, I guess uh, I I love how I think so much and you know the restorative is an executing thing so I mean it definitely plays together pretty well so I definitely can't you know complain about my strengths in any way so I definitely love it. Yeah, and I and uh, Sean, I appreciate all uh, the people out there with restorative because they're able to see what can be and they're able to kind of build the pieces back together. And I think that's a perfect marriage with the, your profession. Mm-hmm. And if, speaking of strategic thinking, I mean, myself, I have strategic futuristic ideation or my top three. So I live in that strategic thinking domain with peppering in some influencing as well. But the executing side, Grace and I have talked about this on several occasions. Yes. I am completely void of that for a long time. <laughs> I mean, there's not a, there's a big gap until that starts coming into my uh, into my strengths sphere. Um, so I can always appreciate somebody with with high restorative. But uh, as a strategic thinker, I think we talked about this last last week and Sean you can kind of chime in here whenever you want but strategic thinkers do you find it that it's is it difficult to, for you to lay your head on the pillow at night and fall asleep without your mind racing of different <laughs> ideas and things like that <laughs> it's definitely hard for me to even get to the bed before uh, you know I'm always trying to do something different you know I work on stuff at home even I mean I, I mm-hmm. go to work work on cars and then I come straight home and I mean I rebuild engines in my, in my office and uh, I mean I got so much stuff going on. I got so many uh, notes. I got like six notepads <laughs> that are just completely full. I got a, several notebooks. I mean, from all the way back to elementary school that, you know, mm-hmm. it's all tied back to, you know, basically this exact same stuff. And I mean, this is 
it's really mm-hmm. hard, yeah, definitely to get to even just to get to bed. Yeah, Sean, I share um, several of the themes with you, ideation and input, and I have a bit of analytical as well. But boy, those two, I remember talking to you a few times about <laughs> like you would open your, your notebook that you brought to the meetup group. And it was full of articles and uh, clip newspaper clippings and like, you know, printouts from things that you'd been reading and gathering. And I remember I, I have the same exact problem. Is it a problem? Can we have like a support group for ideation input people? Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. It can be overwhelming, right? <laughs> well, I think it's self feeding. Oh, yeah, especially if you're on the internet too. Uh, with I know. Tabs open. Yeah. I remember you 50 tabs open. Too. Yeah, exactly, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, 50. So not only do we. Yeah, not only do we um, gather and and collect information and things and hobbies, right, <laughs> and items. I collect all sorts of things, but we also are constantly thinking of the next idea, the next thing. So one of my problems is that I don't have a lot of executing abilities to take those ideas and do something with them. My husband has the restorative theme, and Sean, I think one of the great things about having that to balance your strategic thinking is that you can actually act on (laughs) what you see as a potential. You solve the problem. I don't solve any problems. No, just kidding. I do solve problems, but I don't do it in a traditional problem-solving method. I I prefer to dream of the ideas and to help people be motivated, but not necessarily to move on to action. So I think that's it's great that you have that. Do you do you see that coming out in the way that you uh, work, like with your work environment? Oh yeah, every day I have to I have to use restorative to actually get things done. Otherwise, I'm just going to think about the problem and not do anything about it. <laughs> the engine will be sitting there in pieces, right? Yeah, and I'll just be looking at them like, hmm, I'm just going to think, think, think. Oh yeah, it's probably this problem. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything about it. Just going to look at it. So definitely restorative does come into play in uh, executing those thoughts and actually putting them all together. So, so Sean, how did you first? I mean, I know you attended the meetup uh, that Grace hosted, but how did you first find out about Strengths Finder? Was it through that meetup? Um, yes, actually, yeah. I was kind of looking up on uh, there was like a meetups app on my. Uh, I think it was Facebook recommended it to me and kind of looked uh, looked through there and this definitely popped out and this was the first meetup I actually went to on there and it was a great you know experience for me to meet all these people and when I first got there I was kind of scared but I was definitely open to it just because of you know my uh, ideation and input really kind of moved me forward on that and I just love learning new things and meeting new people and seeing their ideas so that really kind of pushed me to actually be motivated to uh, you know, go through with actually meeting up with these people and didn't know any of them at all. They were all a lot older than me. And I was definitely an opportunity that you just can't pass up. So you get, so you go to this meetup, you receive your assessment code. Is, is that correct? Grace, did you include some, uh, was the assessment part of the meetup? Yeah, no, um, it was basically just a group for anybody interested in anything to do with building up their individual strengths. And then I encouraged them to take the assessment, but some people really didn't want to take it for a while. Mm-hmm. Sean, I think you pretty much ran home and took it, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, own. I believe so, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was definitely yeah. an opportunity that I, I couldn't pass up, and it was awesome to see what actually came out, because after reading the uh, personal insights that they came with, not just the definitions of each, but the personal ones, it, it blew my mind. I was relieved, I guess you could say, and actually seeing mm-hmm. who I was in general and and like who I actually was. And it really kind of opened myself up in many ways to, you know, other opportunities because I could see who I was on paper, basically. And by this test that it told me who I was. Did you end up um, opening up the full 34, Sean? Yes. Yes, I actually That's did. That's right. That's right. And you have it on your app, right? You open it up on your phone. 
because you you introduced yep, me yep. to the app that that Gallup has. Yeah. Um, did you find other um, insights into what the rest of your top ten are? Are they more strategic thinking, or are there other domains? Um, a lot of them were um, strategic thinking, all the way up to you know like the top fifteen. That's what I usually wow. looked at, but. I'd say a majority of them were in the strategic thinking. I think I missed out on one of the strategic thinking in the top 15, and I had the rest. Oh, my goodness. Um, so wow. I mean, futuristic, context, and strategic were, I believe, or no, an intellection. It was intellection, mm-hmm. futuristic, and strategic that were all in there. Have you heard of that before, Andy? I don't know if I've seen it. That I mean, That's I'm odd. I am very similar to Sean in the way that our our themes are kind of lined up. So um, I'll have to open up the app. Yeah. The app that Grace is referring to. Now we mentioned this the last broadcast, but if you actually go to this the app store for your iOS or Google Play or whatever it's available on, there's Android. You can go and just search Gallup Strengths Finder, and then the app is really nice because it's handy. You just, you have all your, your, if you unlock the full 34, you got everything right there in your pocket. You can review them all at, uh, with just a swipe of your thumb and you can get the definitions and, and, and cool things like that as well. So Sean, let's talk a little bit about when you did print that out. So you're, you print out your theme insights report, you're reading it and you're saying, okay, now this is, this is actually revealing to me like who I am and it's it's pretty accurate, and you felt relieved. Explain what you mean by relieved. Kind of really just discovered a huge, like a, a big part of myself that I just couldn't explain before, and no one else really understood. And um, I kind of figured out that I was uh, more of an introverted person, and that's why I kind of you know kept myself, and I didn't you know I'd always write things down, and I'd I always tried to fix things, and I just I just thought that was just kind of who I was, and I was just I was kind of stuck in my head in a way. I didn't know mm-hmm. how to explain it until I really took this test and it kind of reading the definitions. It just, it, it brought everything to light. Like I can actually see who I am. Everything made sense, you know, throughout high school, middle school and all the way up till today. And I mean, I, I still do, you know, everything from there and I love taking notes and that's basically, you know, how I do things in general, I guess. You know, I think what you're referring to when you, when you say relieved, I mean, we, we for so long have used the terminology introvert, extrovert, and both of them kind of had a light side and a dark side. I mean, you wanted an extroverted person to come out and be the, the showstopper, to go out and meet the people, to shake the hands. But then the introverted folks were always looked at as kind of, oh, they're just going to want to be out there on their own. And, and they always kind of appeared that they weren't doing much, when in reality, they were doing a ton of stuff. You just weren't seeing it. Um, right. So I think it's really nice now that we have these 34 theme names that we can apply and actually inject in our everyday language to, like you said, become relieved or satisfied with the person that we are and learn how to identify and embrace those talents. Sean, I was wondering, um, in the workplace, um, I work with employers. Um, you know, I consult with companies and managers who have trouble engaging their employees. So I'm always curious to hear how how someone with a lot of strategic thinking abilities and strengths, I have some, but I'd love to hear from you how you would <clears throat> suggest to an employer that they create an environment that's more um, engaging for you. What would that look like? I guess I really haven't thought of it too much, but um, team like team meetups or anything like that, like, a, you know, may, maybe not even like the entire crew, but maybe, you know, two or three people at a time or, you know, five people all sit down and kind of, you know, just throw ideas around and it, it, mm. it takes the pressure off a bit more, especially for me. That's how I've kind of really felt that uh, I can actually come out and talk and, you know, say my word. And then when those people actually kind of understand it, it's a little bit easier for me to 
talk with other people of how how I feel about different things and kind of swap opinions in that way. What about the problem solving? Is there a way that a company could provide a structure where someone with your restorative theme could really shine? I guess uh, I'm not too sure exactly what you're going for on that, but... um, (laughs) I guess, like, for example... um, uh, I've worked in a lot of companies where it's really hard to suggest things that actually get done, right? So yeah. do you think that it would, is there like a, a way that you've always wished that a company would allow for ideas and, and suggestions to be taken and then something happened with them? Like, is there is there something that you might suggest to a company that's struggling with that? Like we have people and they uh-huh. have ideas, but we don't know how to transfer that to action. Like we don't know how to, to make that happen with the leadership team. You know, it kind of goes back to the whole, like, you know, small team uh, meetups and then, like, swapping ideas and then actually making, uh, like, collecting the ideas from each individual teams and then kind of going from there and seeing where everyone wants to go in a way and then try Mm -hmm. and get everyone to kind of do it and then Mm -hmm. have a few, two or three people that kind of really push the idea out to, you know, actually make it happen. And, you know, relationship building skills to really, you know, push it forward, I guess. Basically, if there's a large group of people, instead of having the whole group talk, which it would be so hard to listen to anyway, you would suggest that it break up into smaller groups so that you can have a representative from each one to kind of make that message go up the ladder, right? Yeah, because then everyone's kind of, you know, on the same page, you know, if they all, you know, kind of agree, you know, they all come to similar terms and then kind of go from there, I suppose. That's a very millennial way of looking at it. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, so do I. I really do enjoy that response. That's kind of the basement of a group that consists of a lot of strategic thinkers. And when we define group development or team development using the terms through strengths, we always want to have kind of a well-rounded team. You want to have your mix of thinkers and doers because if it's all just thinkers, if it's Sean and I just kind of hanging out (laughs) and talking about ideas, the chances of things actually getting done are probably slim to none because his input and my ideation are going to feed off each other and then his ideation and my strategic and then boom, next thing you know, we're going to have a notebook full of ideas and we're going to look like a bunch of madmen who just, you know, solved the or you know, came up with the cure for cancer. But at the end of the day, it's going to be hard for us to actually implement those ideas and create so some true. kind of process that gets to a final product and well, and and also feel the the uh, emotions and experiences of other people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense guys, but between the three of us, we've got like almost no relationship skills, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> relationship yeah, no. building skills. We don't necessarily feel other people's emotions and put ourselves in their shoes. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. So, Sean, now that you have your top five and your strengths aware, and you have your full 34, actually, what are your bottom five? Do you know what floats down there towards the bottom, your lesser talents? Um, it's more of the relationship and influencing more than anything. I definitely don't have command or activate or anything like that. It's more of the strategic and kind of executing areas where I most mm-hmm. flourish in. And the influencing, I'm not a woo person or a maximizer. Mm-hmm. And, or anything like that. But yeah. I guess, yeah, that would probably be my, you know, bottom 34 is probably in the influencing area. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, have you have you shared your results with anybody else other than Grace? Um, yeah. You shared it with me, but yeah, we've, you've met other people through the group and then you've you've used it as a conversation piece with people that you trust, right, Sean? Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah, in mm-hmm. uh, meetup groups, you know, talking to a lot of the people there that about, uh, I, I took the 34 strengths and then came in for the next meeting and I definitely, you know, announced that I, I took it and, you know, brought it up several times of like, you know, my top 15 and my top 10 and how I felt about each. I'd say the top 15 were, you know, pretty true for the most part. And 
in their order and everything. So very interesting. Now, have you have you gone up to anybody else, family, friends, coworkers, and told them about this assessment that you know takes about forty five minutes of your time, but it, it's insanely <laughs> accurate and very. Revealing. Oh, Andy, it doesn't take that long. It does. Well, that's what Gallup Gallup says to give yourself 45 minutes. Oh, well, maybe I was (laughs) speeding it up. Well, that's when you buy the assessment, when you buy the assessment code, um, (laughs) it says give yourself up to 45 minutes of uninterrupted time. So, but you're right. It goes quick. I mean, you only get 20 (laughs) seconds to answer each question at 177 questions in the assessment itself. So, um, but right. my get back to my question. Sorry. So Sean, have you have you told anybody else about this? And, and if so, what were their reactions and were they open minded to actually taking the assessment? Um, yeah, I actually uh, talked to my uh, older brother about it several times, and I finally got him to actually uh, like sit down and take the test. And um, his results, I, I guess, were uh, you know pretty true. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get to read you know his personal insights or anything. But uh, he definitely enjoyed it. He uh, went through it all. And I guess uh, since the meetups kind of stopped, I wasn't able to actually bring him with to any of the meetups, which would have been pretty awesome. But um, at this point, I don't know what exactly he's doing with them yet. But uh, maybe I'll actually push him forward to, you know, doing some more stuff. I've gone to several other like meetups and whatnot, um, a leadership vision consulting thing that Grace introduced me to. Oh, you Um, you made it to that meeting. Great. Yeah. I did, yeah, and it was it definitely uh, shed some light on you know a lot more other things too on uh, you know who I was. I'm I'm the guy that sits back, you know, and I I think of all the ideas and then I kind of tell people about them and be like, you know, this is who you are and this is what you need to do, kind of thing. Go do it, you know. If you don't want to do it, whatever. But I I wrote a book on networking, and one of the things this is way before I was ever introduced to Strengths Finder. I lie, I knew about Strengths Finder. This is before it actually made a big impact in my life. But I wrote this thing, and it, one of the the steps that I said in networking is don't always be looking for the big fish. Don't always be looking for that, that one person who's the showstopper, who comes to the, the networking event with an entourage, because it's often the ones who are kind of hanging out in the back, sitting there, stirring their drink, deep in thought, who are the guys who have the ideas, or the yeah. girls who have the insights to help you get to that next level. And I think as a culture, for so long, we've actually just focused on those movers and shakers. But now it's starting to change. We're starting to see that more and more of these these introverted um, or people who are strategic thinkers that stay to themselves are coming up with some amazing ideas. But then we talk about strengths collaboration. Then it's time to meet up with that person who's not scared to get out there in front of the the world and share your ideas so you can collaborate to make something amazing. And that's that's absolutely what I love about strengths is being able to identify those different things within all of us and then working together like back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember. Remember the cartoon Voltron, where they used to just kind of, <laughs> poof, poof, you know, or they would morph into something just big animal, and it was all these different components, and that's kind of how my weird strategic thinking brain views strengths-based development. Oh yeah, I, def- I definitely agree with you there, and I'd probably be the guy in the back, you know, just like you explained, you know, just sitting there thinking, taking notes down, mm-hmm. and you know, trying to coming up with ideas off of those notes and everything that those people are saying, and kind of just rambling on in my head. And if no one, you know, kind of picks on me, then I'm probably just going to sit there and leave after, you know, and I'd I'd probably sit right next to you, Andy, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We'd we'd be sitting there writing down ideas on napkins and then Andy would find you because he's got woo and communication. Yeah. I see you, man. Yeah, that's my gift. I can I can unearth, but I really do find myself 
more uh, when in a networking setting, more attracted to those individuals who I think are coming up with great ideas. I mean, I've always been drawn mm-hmm. to to artists and inventors and people who are just tinkering away at cool stuff in their garage because I love that. And it's kind of like the Steve Jobs effect. I mean, you, you constantly are looking for ways not to necessarily monetize, but to team up and really try to grab that that passion that they have for what they're doing behind closed doors and yank it out into the spotlight. And not everybody wants that, but there's got to be that healthy relationship <laughs> between those two types of individuals. So, Yeah, they're definitely those strategic thinking people that do not want to be on stage with you, Andy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Leave me alone. Let me think And alone. I'm cool with that. I'm so <laughs> cool with that. It's not even funny. Like, I think like that's awesome. Like yesterday, uh, yesterday I'm recording one of my other podcasts, which is uh, kind of a satire humor type thing with my co-host who is who is very introverted but when it comes to art i mean he's always doodling on things and it's not just like circles it's this amazing really blended he's doing things with like shadowing and stuff and he's over on like my whiteboard in my office doing this and i'm recording this podcast mm-hmm. and i look over at it and i'm like dude that's amazing. He's like, Oh, I have stacks and stacks and stacks of paper like that in my house. Wow. And I started thinking, I'm like, bring it in. Let's scan it. Let's, let's send it to a printer. Let's get it spiral bound. Let's start selling some books. Let's do this. And, and he's like, Oh, is that a possibility? He wasn't against it. He just never thought of it like that. Hmm. Um, through our communication, though, his gear started turning and now he's really considering like publishing an art book. So, wow, that's great. What's your other podcast called Andy? Uh, it's, it's a little different. It's the, it's the Todd and Andy show. It's Todd, oh, Todd is a gentleman who, and this, this, this episode's all about Sean, but Todd, know, is, sorry. Todd is a guy who he cleans, um, he has a janitorial company and he cleans the office that I rent, um, at night. And I was in my office late at night and he popped in and he very soft spoken guy. And he says, what are all those microphones? And I said, Oh, I do a podcast. And then I looked at him and he's got like really intrigued. I'm like, you want to do one? So we sat down that night and recorded episode one. And now we're on episode 24. Um, wow. So it's been a little labor of love between us. But yeah, it's it's amazing. He's a super intelligent guy, but sometimes you just got to kind of pull that out and expose it to the world. So That's right. So Sean, I have one more question for you. Of your top five strengths, which one is your favorite and why? I guess I'd say probably... Um ideation um i definitely love to collect things and that's a huge thing for me uh, i like to go out and meet different people and kind of go to different like uh events um mm-hmm. really kind of see how other people think and everything and that, that that i'd say that's like a kind of a collection of ideas and everything like that and i mean i have a collection of notebooks a collection of books in general magazines i mean yeah. i mean if you came to my if you came to my house and looked at everything you'd be like you got a collection of literally everything that you could even think of. <laughs> I saw your I mean, notebook. I, I mean, yeah, you've definitely seen, you know, a few of my, a uh, couple of my notebooks and then my mm-hmm. folder that I always bring to the, the folder, meetup. The ubiquitous Sean folder. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do the same yeah, thing yeah, if yeah. you didn't notice. Like I have handwritten notes and things that I catalog and I carry them around with me a lot. So if I ever need to refer to it, I have it, you know. Oh, definitely. I mean, you can never get enough ideas from anything. I mean, I go on the computer and I literally can't stop. I mean, if I could just not sleep, I'd sit there on the computer and sit there reading books and everything like that. So, I mean, (laughs) it's it's a huge thing for me. I guess I'd say ideation would be my my favorite. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And I just want to make a shout out to uh, the Leadership Vision Consulting guys um, and ladies in Minneapolis. I used to live near there. Um, they have an awesome team and a really great blog if you want to check it out, leadershipvisionconsulting.com. 
So just want to mention that since Sean attended one of the groups in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're great, great people, and they're definitely uh, they definitely help you see a little bit different side of your strengths as well, and um, definitely push it forward. And uh, they they love seeing people kind of enhance themselves too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I really enjoy about this whole strengths movement is that everybody's doing something in their own little way, and it's all combining to just kind of spread and spread and spread. If we were all walking around saying the same thing over and over and over and regurgitating the same information in the same manner, it would be completely boring. But there's people out there that are doing it in very unique ways, and, and I love hearing about le- what you say, Leadership Vision Consulting. Leadership Vision Consulting, yeah. It's a group based in Minneapolis, but they they provide a lot of information, training, and evaluation for corporate and individual enhancement, oh, empowerment. Awesome. We'll yeah. have to link uh, them on this for this post. Because we I should. Do, they I, would love that. I do yeah, recall so seeing I, some I stuff. know um, two of the people in it, Nathan Freeberg and Joseph Dvorak. Mm. So we can definitely mention them. Yeah, They those, might be interested in being on the podcast as well. Yeah, those names are uh, insanely familiar. They're all over the Facebook yeah. groups and stuff. I just never put two and two together. They're really nice guys, yeah. Very cool. Well, Sean, thank you for being on the show. I want you to stick around because maybe you can provide some insights because the next thing we're going to do is I had a fan send in something to SpeakPipe here, and I wanted to play it and provide her with an answer to her question because I never like to leave any questions go unanswered. So (laughs) let's listen to this real quick and and hear what she has to say. Hi, I'm Angelina Locanti. I am seven years old. I want to ask you a question. Sometimes do you think people don't want your woo? That was, first of all, crazy adorable (laughs) right off the top. And for those of you that don't recognize the last name, Angelina Lacanti is Grace's daughter. And Mm -hmm. uh, Grace, maybe you can shed a little bit of light on her question. I can provide you with a response. Sure. Angelina is incredibly motivated and uh, she has a lot of talents that she's just very driven to do. So we started noticing this a couple of years ago. And since I'm a strengths enthusiast through and through, I just started asking her questions to find out if she felt a certain way about the world. Through the series of questions, she never took the assessment, of course, because a seven-year-old really cannot sit down for 45 minutes. Right, Andy? It was hard enough for me to sit down for that. I know. (laughs) But um, I have this, I guess, ability and gift for bringing people's um, bringing to light people's individual abilities through my questions. So, Sean, you probably noticed that a bit. I just love to draw people into a conversation and kind of have them see something different in the way that okay. I ask the question. Yeah. So, my kids have been recipients of this, and I've really changed the way that I see the world through their answers. It's just incredible. So, Angelina self-describes herself now as having achiever Absolutely. She has to have a list that she accomplishes every day. And she's done this even before she knew what this word was. You know, She also believes very strongly that she's an activator. She really likes to get a crowd excited, get them moving with our family, with her friends at school. And she also believes that she has woo because she can walk up to people and just start conversations and, and bring them to a, another place. You know, like she can initiate things. Mm-hmm. So she very much likes to meet other people that have woo. And Andy, once she found out that you have woo, her question was, do you find that some people don't like to see that in you, that mm-hmm. they may react to that strength? 
That's the question she wanted to ask you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think it's so. She is uh, so talented at seven. She better if she keeps sending me in those little voice snippets. You may lose your your job, Grace. Oh she's, man! Well, she wants she, to be on the show at some she, point. So. She's more than yeah. Anytime, she's welcome. <laughs> uh, to answer the question, I do think the response would be yes. Very sometimes, not overwhelmingly yes. I use that word again, overwhelmingly. Um, but you do find that when you approach individuals, especially strangers who don't know that you're the type of person who is not scared or nervous at all about approaching them and asking them questions and honestly would like their response or reaching out a hand to shake, it kind of throws them a little bit on the defense. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a talent of mine that before I understood what it actually meant, I had to learn how to kind of throttle back. And we've discussed this in the past, but you can come across as very aggressive Mm-hmm. and outwardly salesy. And that's never been my intentions. My intentions when I meet people is never to create or establish a relationship strictly for business purposes. I honestly just love talking to people. I love that, not so much that emotional connection, but that debate or that conversation that happens between two people. They're both thinking of what their responses are going to be. And it, what ensues is is either me learning something new or them learning something new. That's always been my passion. And given enough people in a large enough venue, I will make do my best to try to meet everybody. So yeah, it comes across as, as uh, a little aggressive sometimes. It's just something I got to be aware of. And as you mature, um, both in age and through, through your talents, you do gain the ability to recognize those individuals who may not be willing to accept you as who you are. Um, mm-hmm. And once that happens, you you just have to kind of take it for what it's worth and understand that's that sometimes you're like a fire hydrant, drinking from a fire hydrant instead of a nice little trickle from a water fountain. So, I like what you said, though, Andy. Though, even if you're born with this natural ability to woo people, which I have too, it's in my top 10, um, and other people might not appreciate or enjoy being around that strength, it doesn't mean that you should be ashamed of it. I mean, that's, that's something that we're given in the talents that we have. And we don't have to apologize for it. We do have to change maybe how that comes across to some people to be sensitive to their needs, like a deliberative <laughs> or an intellection right. or someone that needs to be alone and have more quiet or space. But um, let's toss I, this I, question Sean's direction too. While you're yeah. on the line with us, still, I mean, what do you think? You're not. You don't have woo uh, really high. You said that's probably one of your lesser talents. How do you feel when somebody approaches you that's maybe a little bit uh, overly eager or a little more socially aggressive? than you're used to um i suppose at first you know it's probably a, a little overwhelming but then like once i actually understand their intentions and you know what they actually want then yeah i'd, I'd probably accept it a little bit more and uh you know once if i if i knew the person more it'd be a lot easier to accept it i guess too and um mm-hmm. i guess if i had woo i don't know how well that would go for me with all my strategic <laughs> thinking it would just be all aimed down to doing that and it'd be it'd be pretty intense from from my point of view and uh doing it to other people but um other people i i do enjoy people that do have woo just because i don't have it because mm-hmm. then they kind of they kind of bring bring me out a little bit and you know i can i can you know kind of pull myself out and actually i'd say if anything be woo myself in a way just by reflecting off of 
you know, off of who they are. Absolutely. I think Wu is one of those talents that can kind of ride on the coattails of people who have it a little bit more uh, strong, I guess, strongly um, than others. So mm-hmm. if you surround yourself with somebody who has Wu like top five, like me, and you have Wu kind of in the middle as a supporting theme, it seems to kind of get more and more aggressive. I'm going to use that word as you hang out with that person more often. Um, so it is kind of cool to see, man. If you, I would love to see a room full of woos, a room full of people like that have oh, high right. woo, high strategic <laughs> thinking, and then not one person in there that has any kind of executing and see what that looks like. It would just be like like ping pong balls. <laughs> bunk, 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 bunk. Nobody with a set direction. So paint that. Yeah, definitely. So funny. Sometimes it's good. To, it's good to be. It's good to have that because it's kind of contagious to other people. Mm-hmm. And depending on who you meet, you know, if somebody else has woo, it might not work out too well for them because you might be a little bit more on the, you know, strong side of that than they are. And they might, might not like it. But for someone like me, I would definitely, I'd say I definitely enjoy, you know, being around that person because it's kind of contagious. And then I would be, you know, more outgoing, I'd say. And I definitely enjoy kind of meeting someone like that and actually going, talking to him definitely with grace and the meetups it, it it brought me out a little bit more and it it brought the stress and everything off of meeting the new people just because of her uh her woo and how she went about oh thanks sean yeah some people at the meetup group the the some of the regular attendees said that it was kind of like their therapy session, their oh. strengths therapy session, Very because good. I guess I really go deep when I ask questions <laughs> yeah. but uh, my intention is just to have people we don't have a lot of time on this earth. We need to figure out what we're good at and move forward with it. So I don't like to beat around the bush and waste people's time. But <laughs> I, I had a lot of people that came back. So I guess that was a good thing, right, Sean? Oh, yeah, Grace. You did a good, you did a good job well, with it all. And that, yeah. I enjoyed it. Sure. Thanks. And yeah. I, I, I'm actually developing more um, opportunities to be involved in um, my coaching through other methods that you don't have to attend in person. So keep a lookout for that. Yeah, Google Hangouts is always a cool option. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways to keep that rather than just letting a meetup kind of fall by the wayside. You can still kind of integrate it just through digital means. And I'm a digital junkie when it comes to technology. I love anything. You are, Andy. I do. I think it's amazing. We were having this conversation last night, and I, this podcast has kind of been a hodgepodge of different <laughs> of different stories and comments and stuff, but I think it's awesome. But I was having a conversation last night with a guy who said that technology is pretty much ruining everybody. And I could not disagree what? more because I think, man, I've interviewed people from South Africa, New Zealand. Um, you know, I've interviewed people in Pakistan all because of this. I could never have done, I could never have been talking to Grace and Sean right now if it mm-hmm. wasn't for technology. So I embrace it and run with it. I probably would have never met Grace if it weren't for technology. So Absolutely. I, I definitely accept it and I love it. Yeah, yeah Sean, if, if I had gone to your auto body shop and uh, tried to get my car, fixed i don't know if i ever would have had an opportunity to talk about strengths in that environment (laughs) yeah how do you how do you bring that up uh yeah so excuse me technician that's working on my engine like how do you feel about your top five strengths (laughs) not something that you do right but when you have a common interest and then there's a there's a vehicle from which to find out more that's where you can have a community that that all talks about the same thing All right. Very good, everybody. Sean, thanks again for being a guest. Thanks for sticking around with us and talking about woo and meetups and all that great stuff. You were an amazing person to have on the show because we love this whole concept of thematics was really to reach out to people just like you, just individuals who were Mm -hmm. able to embrace their talents and are excited about learning more of how they can kind of apply that stuff. 
It was definitely my honor to be on here and actually, you know, be invited to be on a pod podcast like this. And awesome to meet you, Andy, and awesome to, uh, you know, know Grace as well as I do. I've known her for a while. So Thanks a lot, Sean. Grace, you have any closing words before we uh, shut this down? Embrace the talents that you have. Don't be ashamed of them mm-hmm. and ask a lot of questions. Yeah, absolutely. And before we close it out, we'll revert back to something you said earlier. Your time on this world is is short and not guaranteed. And we lost a huge strengths advocate, probably the tip of our strengths sphere, Kurt Liesfeld last week, who passed away of a heart attack and, and just left us way too soon. But Kurt was just a prime example of what it's like to live a life full of strengths. And not only that, but he was probably um, on my number one list of people who saw the best in others and mm-hmm. consistently strove to do so and then shared what he found with them so they could grab it and become successful. So and His legacy lives on. Yeah, absolutely. That was a sad day. Sad for sure. But uh, but we got to keep moving forward and let people know that there's become strengths aware, embrace your talents, and uh, like I like to say, always stay addicted. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted.